2: mybookie.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. Get signed up today. Enough of the fantasy football. Are you really getting that excited from fantasy anymore? It is time to start throwing 20, 30, 40, $100 on an NFL game. Bet with my bookie. They're one of the best in the business. We use them here at BlueWire, promo code BLUEWIRE. I signed up, I bet 100 on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I'm very confident in that bet and like I'm putting some money on it. So now when February comes and I said, I told you so, I'm actually getting money from it. Sports gambling is back. It's in. MyBookie is easy to use. You can use it mobily. Download the app, mybookie.com, promo code BLUEWIRE.
0: BLUEWIRE. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught
1: by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is gonna go.
2: Touchdown. Yo, what up, people? Kevin Jones, CEO and founder of Blue Wire. This is Striking Gold, a 49ers podcast. Thanks for bearing with us. My girlfriend dragged me to Big Sur. I didn't have service all weekend. Um, My Twitter page has been quiet as I wrap up a crazy August where I pitched on stage for Blue Wire at Demo Day. Traveled to Orlando for a podcasting conference. I'm back. We're going to be talking 49ers football twice a week here. Had some tech difficulties with Croc and Rob last night. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to wake up Tuesday morning. Deliver my thoughts. There's a shit ton going on. Obviously, the 53-man roster, <laughs> week one is here. Just know you're gonna be getting twice a week episodes on this feed, probably some bonus content, 10 minutes, 10-minute 10 episodes here and there. We're really gonna staff up this season. I totally agree with my boy Chris Biederman. He tweeted last night, this season feels like it could go 10 and 6 for the 49ers. It feels like it could go six and ten. It it really I'm not as high on the team as I was earlier this offseason. Everyone gets so excited when the moves are made. Now, all of a sudden, D Ford has tendonitis. Now, all of a sudden, Nick Bosa has been battling injuries the whole time. Kyle's made maybe one or two questionable roster decisions we can get into. Bottom line is, it's here. The 49ers are a competitive franchise. I, I really, I'd be shocked if it was 6 and 10, but I'm also now going to kind of be very surprised if it's, if it's 10 and six, I'm, I think I'm going to lock in eight and eight for the 49ers just missing the playoffs, you know, in it in Thanksgiving and December. And then I think the wheels might just fall off the wagon because this team just isn't that experienced. And, um, you know, I love this roster. I think they have a ton of potential. Maybe they'll surprise me, but I'm going to lock in eight and eight. I think, I believe I had nine and seven. I believe I had 10 and six at certain points. Um, you know, overviewing this team, we're going to, you know, look at the roster right now, but uh, 49ers, to me, it's going to be a fun season because, I mean, think about the last two, how badly they've been. Last year, Jimmy Garoppolo tears his knee. The season ended week three. It was really hell for three months to watch his football team and analyze his football team. The season before that, so many injuries. You start the season with Brian Hoyer. He's done, and then, you know, eventually off the roster, <laughs> Uh, Navarro Bowman, who people thought were still a good player off the roster. So, I mean, it's been turbulent times. The point is, and a lot of people are starting to chirp it more, Kyle has a lot to prove. He has not really faced criticism his first two years. At this point, with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, with Tevin Coleman, drafted receivers in the second round the last couple of years. He's made Kittle a, a star. The offense has to be good. If the offense isn't good, he is going to be under fire. Maybe not as much locally, but nationally. Um, you know, certain coaches, when they're not making the playoffs, and this, the seat just gets hotter. It does nationally. Um, it, it's an easier storyline to talk about. More people in the building are willing to talk to reporters. So, I mean, it is imp- imperative the 49ers start fast and avoid this being 0-3 and in and, and the headlines for the wrong reasons and like, wait a second, this team has never won. Kyle's, it, it, It's setting up for bad spotlight on Kyle at the 49ers start off slow. We're not gonna get hugely into the Buccaneers, but later in the podcast, we'll kind of you know come up with a game plan that I think will be able to beat Tampa week one, um, Bruce Arians, his first game down there. So let's let's look at the roster, the 53 man cuts that were made uh, Friday and Saturday. Obviously, the biggest discussion that's happening in San Francisco. Kind of revolves around the third quarterback CJ Beathard, third round pick in 2017. I remember being in the room that night and asking Kyle, "Is this a Kirk Cousins type of deal where he's just going to sit for a long time?" And remember, Kirk did behind RG three for you know two three years. And Kyle kind of confirmed that. A lot of people thought Beathard was a fifth and sixth round pick. He's come in and what he's done, which is lose a lot of football games, hold on to the football for too long. He's shown. A flash or two of brilliance against the Packers, against, I believe, the Giants two years ago. His first ever game against the Redskins, he came in, moved the football, scored some points. So, I mean, it's not been all wrong with him. It's questionable to keep him as a third, but I'll tell you what Kyle was thinking. People love C.J. Beathard in the locker room. And sometimes it is worth keeping that player at 53. Uh, Another thing about C.J. Beathard You know, Kyle is stubborn. He's not ready to call it quits on someone that he took with a third-round pick. He already blew the fourth-round pick this year. I mean, it it is a little bit of him wanting to ride out this storm and not quit on someone who looks like he doesn't have the skill set to be an NFL quarterback. I mean, the argument is if C.J. Beathard's on the roster, the 49ers' season is already over, you know, it it doesn't matter. Instead of carrying three safeties where you've really mismanaged that position, he could have kept an extra linebacker. Could have kept an extra corner. Kyle kind of won this battle. It looks over building the roster. You know, Another reason to keep C.J. Beathard to play devil's advocate is a quarterback situation could get so desperate that a team could actually move a fifth round pick. I think all the trade offers were seventh or like conditional seventh if he ever hits the field. And Kyle's not ready for everyone to look at that 2017 draft class and say it was totally, totally, totally a miss. And so he's a little bit stubborn here. That safety position is going to be very, very, very dangerous. If Jimmy Ward's hurt and Tart is hurt, what are you going to do? You're going to start DJ Reed and Tarvarius Moore. They don't have the reps. Uh, you know, I would have kept Adrian Colbert probably over CJ Beathard. I would have moved him for the conditional seventh-round pick. I would have eaten the loss there and kept insurance at safety because you're counting on injury-prone players to start the safety thing to me, like we don't even have to go in the roster in order here, is so egregious, it's probably going to take wins off this team's scoreboard. I mean, I, I just don't understand who's making the decisions here. Is it John Lynch? Is it Kyle? Is it Robert Sala? Is it Adam Peters? If it's all as a group, they're failing as a group. Safety, you know... I'm willing to put my neck on the line here that teams are going to throw all over the 49ers that as Bruce Arians is game planning all week, the first throw of the game might be a 50-yard bomb from Jameis. One of the things he's pretty good at is deep ball accuracy. So uh, the team has just set themselves up for failure here with cap room. They've bet on not even players they drafted. Trent Bulky drafted. That's the weird part about this whole thing is that Jimmy Ward and Tart, for however flashes they make and they're always hurt – Kyle and John Lynch didn't draft these guys. I don't understand the blind loyalty to the safety position. I'm ready to start Tarvarius Moore over over Jimmy Ward. Jimmy, I guess had a good preseason game. Listen, I mean, the preseason is what it is. It's never determined regular season performance. It really never has. So that's why CJ Beathard, it relates to the safety position, you know, going back to that locker room thing was I was quick there. You don't want to rock the boat too heavily, but I don't feel like rocking the boat was like CJ Beathard's not going to rock the boat. People are going to understand like, yeah, he we loved him and all. But like Nick Mullins is clearly better than him. Jimmy Garoppolo, like 53 spots are pretty precious. The 49ers carrying seven receivers right now because of injury concerns. Ten defensive linemen, little thin at linebacker, little thin at safety. I don't really want to be thin anywhere. <laughs> At this point, you've got to be able to, you're three of the regime, unearth a sleeper that you love and can keep that's better than C.J. Beathard. But to be honest, <laughs> it shouldn't really matter. When you debate 46 through 53, these guys rarely get on the field. When they do, the season's likely over because you've you've been injured so much. A lot of these guys are going to be inactive for most of the year. A lucky scenario would be C.J. Beathard doesn't see the field this season. And this is never an issue again, except for that Kyle and John Lynch fucked up the 2017 draft class. I would be their first, what, four picks were Salma Thomas, Reuben Foster, CJ Beathard, and Joe Williams. Are you kidding? Kittle absolves for a lot of that. Trent Taylor's hurt again. So, I mean, that's one where you look at, wow, they got hired in February. They had to hit the ground running so hard. They brought in a new scouting staff. Like, it takes so much time to evaluate these prospects and get this thing right. And, like, I guess they just didn't watch enough tape. They had to watch tape of their own players to know what they are inheriting. 2017 was an impossible year. So, I mean, 2018, Jimmy G's hurt. Yeah, guys, you understand. Like, the, the pressure is on the season. It's almost not fun being a 49ers fan because there's so much pressure to win right now. If they go 6-10, and 10, Kyle will get another season. But it's automatic hot seat next year. And If you miss the playoffs, he might be out. And if, it, if it's 6-10, and 10, there will be calls for John Lynch's head this offseason. I don't think he will roll either. Like I said, that'll always be Kyle's call. I think Kyle is the president of football operations right now. He's also the head coach. He has final say, I think, on everything. If he has final say on safety, it's a bad look, too. Um, that being said, listen, I'm excited about this season because Kyle is a fucking brilliant play caller. I think there's a lot of tough dudes on this team, George Kittle, DeForest Buckner, Richard Sherman, Jimmy Garoppolo. There are budding stars or stars who are veterans like Sherman, who, if they're all playing well, I've said this this team can go 10 and 6. If you get A and B plus performances from your top guys, it will lift up the rest of this roster. There will be a lot of clapping and jumping up and down on sidelines. And this team has young energy. They've never won a lot of games in a row besides December 2017. This team can get momentum. Kyle can get momentum as a play caller. Winning a couple games in a row is going to be key early on in the year. All right, let's talk about Jarek McKinnon. 49ers have dumped a lot of money into the running back position, more than most teams. McKinnon, you know, it's it's so unfortunate. He's going to have surgery. He retweaked that knee. It was kind of apparent it wasn't going too well. Had to put the brace back on. The 49ers put him on IR for the whole season. It's disappointing because you want to see what Kyle would have done with that type of running back. He He's never really had a running back where he spent this kind of money on. And like, I, you know, bulky left him that gift. And they were like, let's go out and do something splashy. Let's really do it. And, and it's just so unfortunate with the injuries. I don't know if Jarek McKinnon will play it down as a 49er, if there'll be an injury settlement this offseason. season. And his contract is no longer guaranteed. So failed experiment there. I mean, besides George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Breida. I mean, so those are three. And Kendrick Moore, I mean, they brought some offensive talent, but they, God, they missed on some too. And like, whether it be injuries or just not panning out in the draft, it is a little frustrating. That being said, Tevin Coleman has had 28 touchdowns the last three years. I think getting him automatically in the fold right away and not having to try and get McKinnon involved too because you felt like you owed him, you paid him more. Could be a blessing in disguise because I think Tevin Coleman's a better fit. What he's done under Shanahan has been validated. It's worked before in an offense. I feel like it is a plug and play. Matt Breida can still probably be the number one. It runs like his job is literally on the line and is never complacent because he, real- he realizes how much competition's in the building. He rose up from you know, the very bottom when he got here in 2017. So, I mean, I love the running game. I think the running game is going to help set up everything early on. I think the game plan against Tampa is to go in and pound the football and run behind Mike McGlinchey and misdirection with Joe Staley to the other side, Kittle peeling off the back. I I think you're going to have to come out, as long as you're not down early and have to get rid of the game plan, I think the 49ers get the ball first. Pound the football down the field, at least get a field goal, but just wear the defense down a little bit. And I, and I think the 49ers now, even though I've been so-so on the O line for pass blocking, I think they can go into Tampa and run the football. And they established this last year, and then that will set up play action. I know I've said before, oh, sometimes you know you throw to set up play action, but I think the 49ers take it old school, take the pressure off Jimmy G this weekend. You know, as as we review the 53 man and preview the game kind of all at once here. Um Tevin Coleman. I would target him you know, five to seven times perhaps off these play-action little dump-off passes. You could see some backfields with Coleman and Breida in them. And Check lined up as a second tight end or an H-back. I think Kyle will get creatively – you'll see some bunch formations. You'll see shotgun – I think that's what is the strength of this 49ers offense is. They can kind of bounce back in between both. Shotgun four-wide receivers, bunch formations – they could run the football or do short passing and kind of tell you what's coming and still do it and then run draws and play actions off of it. So, I mean, I'm excited to see Kyle in action. I'm excited to see the, the offense kind of like in a rhythm. Let's find the rhythm early if you're the 49ers. That will be key. All right, guys, Harrys.com slash Blue Wire. Stop buying the Razors from CVS that are really cheap. It's really time to order a Harry's razor. It's $3. Redeem your trial today. Harry's.com bluewire blue wire. We're all doing it at the network. You're supporting blue wire. When you order Harry's, it's really simple. Like <laughs> They're a billion dollar company right now. 10 million people have tried Harry's. They actually have female products as well too for your girlfriend. So I would really go to their website, check them out. I get my new shipment, what, every three or four weeks. I'm a beard trimmer guy. I like to have a little bit of facial hair. They have anything you need. Rich lathering shave gel, a travel case. You can bring it, Harry's on the go. Harry's.com slash blue wire. These are our partners. They've been with us all year. Check them out. Check out their website. I highly recommend them. Shipstation.com slash blue. Go get your promo code. If you're shipping anything, Etsy, Amazon, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. It's affordable. It's easy. It's fast. This is what BlueWire is recommending. You're going to get 60 free days to use ShipStation with Blue. We really recommend going to this. Like, even if it's not you, it's one of your friends. It's one of your neighbors who's constantly shipping stuff. They have an online store. Tell them about ShipStation. They can use our promo code as well. It works with USPS, FedEx, UPS, Amazon Fulfillment. It's becoming one of the number one choices for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time. Again, it's ShipStation.com. Promo code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at the receivers now, looks like Trent Taylor may miss the game. Jalen Hurts as well. Huge opportunity for Richie James and Kendrick Bourne. I think both are probably going to be suited up. And, like, probably a job is on the line here. 49ers cut Jordan Matthews. They're going to have to cut a receiver when Jalen Hurds and Trent Taylor are, you know, healthy. They'll probably be inactive for the game. And then, you know, Richie James, I think, could have a huge game in the slot. And I think, I don't know if he's going to steal Trent Taylor's job, but if he is amazing in the slot and Kendrick Bourne just kind of is himself, you could see Richie James stay on the roster. You could see Richie James potentially replace Trent Taylor tough conversation to have 49ers fans are obsessed with Trent Taylor he has the chemistry with Jimmy G but these kinds of things happen in the NFL oh shit someone missed week one Richie James just came in and had seven for 81 yards and a touchdown wait a second we're not taking him off the field we're moving the football winning games of Richie James and now Trent Taylor is the odd man out they won't cut Trent Taylor they might have a hard time cutting Richie James especially if he returns kicks has another one past the 40 and 50. You're like, dude, this guy is one of our 53 best players. We cannot get rid of him. Uh, I think the 49ers kept four tight ends, so that could also be one of the cuts. Gave themselves some like wiggle room here, depending on what happens week one. They started on the road last, last year against Minnesota. That was a tough game. Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Vikings have a great defense. 49ers fought back. Dante Pettis had a, had a big game. To me with the receivers, all right, here's the numbers I've come up with. For Dante... Pettis and Debo Samuel, they've got to combine for 135 catches, they've got to combine for 10 touchdowns. If they do that, I think the 49ers can make the playoffs. So 135 catches, that's what, you know, a little less than 70 for each. You're hoping that one of them has 80 or 85 and the other one is the number two, one of them separates themselves. It could be Debo, is first and second down, slants over the middle, you, you need... You need eight yards. You want third and manageable. I feel like Debo wins there. Dante Pettis kind of takes a little bit to get set up the way he runs routes. He's more of your intermediate and can be a deep threat too. Debo can be your deep ball guy as well. Debo could be the key to this whole, the whole season. If Debo sets this offense off and they're just outscoring teams, it's it's amazing. It's why you take him in the second round. It's for Debo to come in here and have 70 catches the first year look like a mix of Pierre Garçon and Anquan Bolden. He's got that running back build, that big upper body makes him a little easier to tackle, but makes him, he can win position with his shoulders. He can box out well with his body. I mean, it's going to be imperative. Dante Pettis played in the, the, no, he didn't play in in the, in the fourth preseason game, but he played, played in the fourth quarter of the third one as Kyle kind of gets on his ass. Um, Yeah, When you meet Dante Pettis, when you hear interviews with him, his passion doesn't come across. And I guess it sounded like from some quotes, he wasn't running that hard in practice on the routes. You can't have any of that. And I guess Kyle was trying to send a message like, we're all day, every day, 100%. And like, you can maybe get away with this prior to training camp, but never now. Like, the season starts August 1st. The season doesn't start September 8th. It starts August 1st at training camp, and I think Kyle does need to be this hard coach, and if he did embarrass Dante in front of the team, if he is calling him out more, you know, we need to know that Kyle is is capable of doing that, of being a hard coach, of being a hard ass, of not just being the cool guy listening to rap. Like, uh, uh, he doesn't want to be the asshole, and he's good at managing all the relationships, when you're a head coach, you're the, you're literally a CEO of the team. I kind of understand it now with Blue Wire. Like we have we have what sixty, seventy people. Like you've got to give certain people attention. You you you've got to use motivational tactics. You've got to have one-on-one relationships with everyone. It's a little bit different with everyone. You've got to learn to get to know the person. Dante Pettis as a person isn't fiery and competitive. Kyle's got to use different coaching techniques to get him going. Um, playing him in the third preseason game maybe was used as a wake-up call tactic. Bottom line, receivers, there's a lot of talent here. Jalen Hurd, I feel like he's going to be a project. He's got a back injury. He may not play as much as we wanted to this season. Um, again, he was taken early in the draft, a third-round pick. Kyle has been taking his weapons. debo has got to be good this year. Trent Taylor's got to be good this year. It's gonna. I mean, if they're not and Richie James is good and you have this undrafted Richie James, <laughs> undrafted Matt Breida, what does that say about the 49ers drafting? What does that say? I get it. It doesn't matter. Like whoever performs, performs. But like they're they're going to be missing on some picks. Debo can't come in in here and have a learning year. It's it's year three of the regime. There's no more red shirts anymore. Like you have to be able to be a good enough coach to develop your rookie, craft a plan for him to win one on one in the NFL every week. You identify this guy as someone who could win in the NFL. It has to be now. 49ers are in win now mode. They're, they're not in developmental mode. We're not going to go too deep into the O line. Um, they're relatively healthier now than they were earlier in August. Looks like the, that'll be the full unit. Yeah, I mean, D injuries is why I kind of knocked this team down from 10 and 6 to 8 and 8. When you talk tendonitis for D Ford and then Nick Bosa goes out and injures himself literally the entire time during the offseason, and you still have people defending this guy. Availability is the ability in the NFL. All right, one thing about D Ford is where I'm a little concerned. The last time Kyle Shanahan made a big trade with Andy Reid, it was 2010. It was Donovan McNabb. Andy Reid realized he was washed up. Now, Kyle will go back and say this was not them. This was Dan Snyder really pushing them and Mike... Saying yes. Um Kyle famously did not get along with Donovan at all. He made him wear a wristband because he thought he didn't know his offense. And they pulled Donovan McNabb from a game. Uh for was it Rex Grossman or John Beck? It was like a game-winning drive against the Lions. And they they felt like it was they said it was conditioning issues for Donovan McNabb. Mike Shanahan did white they pulled him. Anyways, it was it was a disaster the last time they did a trade with Andy Reid. Well, that was a washed up quarterback. This is more of a pass rusher in his prime, so it's hard to compare. But I don't know. D Ford has had an injury list. The 49ers have had a medical staff that has been kind of lax in the past. Now, this was a new one. And so, this trade, I you know, it required a physical, of course. And tendonitis, I guess, is new for D Ford. Basically, the Chiefs said this guy's best football has already happened and he's probably going to be someone who battles injuries into his late 20s and early 30s. Tendinitis is a word that scares me. Ankle sprain not so much for Nick Bosa, that's not going to be a lingering thing. Tendinitis, I mean, you're going to, have to be icing that in the tub and stuff all year. It's literally going to I don't I don't see it going away. It flares up, so obviously maybe it's not an every week thing, but I'm more concerned about D Ford making a huge splash now than I was in March. I thought you could pretty much put it in pen that it was happening. Now it's more pencil. Are you getting five sacks from him? Is he going to play first downs as he can't stop the run? Um, oh, yeah, a little, little more concerned about the D-line. Obviously, you got a, you got a good D-line with Sheldon Day and Ronald, Ronald Blair as backups. Eric Armstead, technically maybe a starter on first downs. I mean, DeForest Buckner is one of the best defensive tackles in the league. I keep saying I mean, but I mean... This D line is freaking good. And of course, you have Solomon Thomas, who I is gonna be the odd man. <laughs> Eventually, like CJ Beathard, when you're not good enough, then people are just gonna replace you. With 10 D linemen, you have Julian Taylor as well. I think they're gonna put Kentavia Street on the IR if they already haven't designated for return. Another injury-prone guy. that sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, I I like the D-line a lot. I think. They can be reasons why the team theoretically wins football games, right? I mean, you draft Nick Bosa at two and trade a second round pick for D Ford because this is now the centerpiece of your defense. You're going all 2007 um, New York Giants, Michael Strahan, OCU, Menyora. I mean, this is a philosophy that has won teams Super Bowls, it has lifted up secondaries in the past. So, I mean, the spotlight is on D line, the spotlight's on Kyle. Spotlights on the secondary. Spotlight's not really on linebackers. They're just they're just there. Even though you splash for Quan Alexander, he's returning to Tampa Bay this week. He's been the the spark plug. So I mean, there's a trickle down effect from the D line. The D lines in Jameis's face. He makes a dumb throw, and it's a pick six to Quan Alexander, the new guy that you've signed. It's it's all a trickle down. You know, Jameis can't see over all these guys in his face from the D line. And all of a sudden, he's throwing the ball out of bounds more. So, I mean, the D-line really can freaking change the entire way the 49ers play defense. I'm in favor of easing in Nick Bosa and D Ford. I think fans are going to freak out when they're both not on the field as three-down players early in the season. And Kyle's going to have to come out and, like, really nip that story in the bud. And even, like, I think Kyle, I hope he's listening to this, should come out. Before his press conferences and be like hey one big note on Nick Bosa and D Ford I've seen some stories and just chatter from the fans about you know their playing time we're easing them back in this is a long season Kyle should do more of this before his press conference is like come out and nip a story in the bud because it's gonna be one if they both play week one and it's like twenty to thirty snaps each people are gonna be like oh my God these injury plum players so I think Kyle one job as a CEO that he can do more is nip stories in the bud at his press conference. Um, that should be one that he, you know, we have to see how much these guys play. But I'm saying if, if they do this plan of easing them back in, fans are going to freak out. Especially if they lose the game and the pass rush isn't good. Oh man, a lot at stake here. Thank God it's September. I'm so happy this is back. Even though we put this team under the microscope. Remember how fun December 2017 was? Like, Don't forget, football can be fun. This team's going to go on a winning streak this year. This team's going to win three games in a row at once. Can it be the start of the season? I think the Buccaneers are trash. I don't think they're going to win more than six games this year. The roster doesn't have a lot of everything. I mean, Mike, Mike Evans is why they could win the game. Bruce Arians coming out with an aerial attack. You know, we don't really know. I mean, his playbook was amazing in Arizona. Can Jameis execute it? We're not going to preview the game too much. Eric Crocker and Rob Lauder are going to, I believe Wednesday night, give you that little Tampa Bay sampling as we get closer this week. I believe the 49ers are one point favorites on the road, which is showing them actually a lot more respect than Tampa Bay. So I think Jimmy G has some clout in Vegas right now. We'll see how everything goes. Striking gold. Pumped to deliver you these. I'll be recapping the game Sunday. Basically right now, 49ers are about an average team in the NFL. They could skew to above average. They could sneak into the playoffs. I think the trade for Jadavia and Clowney could push Seattle into the playoffs. Huge, drastic move they made. I actually don't think Arizona is going to be completely terrible. Those are going to be hard wins against Kyler. You know, Cliff Kingsbury a little in over his head, but that's their roster isn't as terrible as the worst team in the league they had the number 1 pick. I don't I don't think Arizona is going to be the worst team in the league this year. And then of course the Rams, I mean I've talked about the Super Bowl hangover. I think the division is going to be more of a slugfest and we'll go Rams winning it at 10 and 6, Seahawks wild card 9 and 7, 49ers 8 and 8 just missing and then like the Cardinals 5 and 11. I think they're going to get 5 wins under Kyler. Super Bowl I've got the Saints heading back there where they should have been last year. One last hurrah for Breeze. He may walk out on top. That would be amazing. Hall of Fame career. And then, I mean, I don't know how anyone can pick against the Chiefs, especially since they got Frank Clark to replace D4. Who's, Frank Clark's better. <laughs> I mean, he is. We could praise the 49ers' moves, but the Chiefs made a better move. Looks like, I mean, Clowney in Seattle. I, I love it. <laughs> He's going to be amazing there. Um uh, I almost said KJ podcast, striking gold. NFC is going to be amazing. It's just going to be a fun year.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.